Pro Wrestling Viewpoint with Mike Shea. Thursday night, and you know what that means? That's right. Mike Shea has to actually get dressed. Oh, wait a minute. You were working. That's right. No, I wasn't. I had my car in to get fixed. So oh, well, I wasn't working. So you're lucky I have clothing on. Yes. No. That's why I smoke gas outside. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh, dear. Well, I'll start the week off with a little bit of uh, NWA action. We seem to uh, not give them enough time on uh, usual week. So uh, this week, Mr. William Patrick Corgan, NWA president, had this to say. There's an old saying, live by the sword, die by the sword. I've been in the public life for 30 years. I've had everybody and their mother tell me how to make my music. I've flown against the grain for 30 years. It's worked out fine. I'm going to book NWA the way I want to book it. That's it. The NWA will be big. The question isn't about if, it's about when. I would like to know what Billy Corgan is smoking. How many, he's had what five years, four years, more than that. Five years, at he, least. He's on the five. He's on. He's been on YouTube for five years. Whatever he's smoking, he should distribute. Like I, uh, you know, you don't mean to cut in the guys, but he says I've been in the music for five years. Okay, new slash Billy. This is not the music industry. First off, secondly, it's like putting a band together with guys that could not play the instrument. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like. You have such good talent that he doesn't use. You have a list of guys that you you could use. That's tremendous. Say you know, slash on guitar. Uh, you know you have you 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 have um, uh, Wild for, that used to play for um, Ozzy Osbourne, guys like that. But no, you choose me to play guitar on in your band. <laughs> it's like I would have to say you're an idiot because you are not you choosing the right guy. You have three guys to choose from, and you chose the wrong dude. Okay. Yes, I played in a band when I was, but I am. Let's let's be serious. You do not choose those guys. There's a lot of good guys out there to use, and he's got a lot of good guys on his roster, and he chooses. <laughs> I hate to be. I beat this guy like, you know, like beating a dead horse or whatever. Gags a gimp. My Sal, my pal Sal. Um, you know, uh, who wants to watch that? You want to have guys. And I'll go back to it was it was uh, uh, Don Callis from Winnipeg said to us, "You have to present yourself as a star. You have to make yourself something special for people to want to pay to see you." Dude, they can't pay me to see those guys. <laughs> like, well, that's the problem, right? This was all part of a. Um conversation that he was having with the New York Post ahead of the Crockett Cup tournament taking place this weekend, June 3rd and 4th in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. You know, if you're going to be this um, oblivious on the week leading up to your event, you get what you deserve. Yeah. Right? Um, the, the whole nonsense with Tyrus and, and talking about, well, you're not a true wrestling fan if you have a problem. You know what? Politics aside... I like Tellers. I, I, I thought he was. I thought he was great in WWE. They gave him crap for gimmicks, um, but he's a good big man. He made chicken salad out of chicken Absolutely. shit in WWE. Look what they gave him. He he still drew the audience in with his charisma. Well, they they told right? him what. You, unlike 
the other guys that are like, I don't like that. I'm getting this push as tag champs. I'm leaving. He's like, all right, well, I'll take the paycheck and do it. And where else? Where was there to go at that time? That's right. Anyway, and then he wound up saying, hell with this, I'm out of here. And you know you and like he says, it's not a matter of what if will be big; it's if when. No, you've had five years. Yeah. If We're it was going to happen, something <laughs> was going to happen. You have a roster of guys you should be using. Other guys should be getting slaughtered, if anything, and br- being brought in as an enhancement. And in about four and a half minutes, getting destroyed to put over your guys. You have Tom Latimer. You have Tyrus. You have Murdoch. You have uh, Cardona. I mean. The got, list goes on and on. You know, you you have uh, you have plenty of guys there that you could put the the, the jetpack strapped to their back and make them good. But right? but if you go back even to look what he did with Starks. Sorry to cut you off. Looking no. back at Starks, AEW got their hands on him. They made him a superstar. They saw the talent, but he kept booking well, him. He kept booking him as. But was was he good guy? Is he bad guy? Is he? What's he doing here? Oh, is he gonna do? They brought him to AEW and they made they made him. They made him a name. Yeah, I don't classify him as a superstar yet. Oh, sorry, I'm, they I'm made sorry. him a star. <laughs> sorry, a star. Yeah, and star is, is a loose term right now because if you look at the the way again we talk about the, the way that Tony Khan books, um, Mr. Corrigan has this the exact same type of flippant attitude when it comes to well I'm going to be perfect you know because Vince did this well Vince is an idiot no Vince was a freaking genius you are not you may have been a musical genius. But you are not a wrestling genius. You cannot cross-promote to save your life. If you could, your arenas would not look like Impact. Not to slag Impact, but... Well, Impact they, actually is actually drawing well now. Well, <laughs> they're getting they, better they are here in Canada, for yeah. certain. But the, the budget difference, I'm sure, is vastly different between NWA and impact wrestling because of the amount of money that Corgan and his partners have and the ret- yeah the return on their investment with and you take a look at the you want to talk about making stars look at the guys impacts used to and that have made stars say what you want about scott demore that mm-hmm. guy can book a guy and make guys stars like you look at what he did with diener mm-hmm. after tna ruined him back in the day yep you know made him the woman's champ like what was that about like who's who would sit down at the table and go this is a good idea because you could see the talent in the guy you know uh macklin mm-hmm. you know not just guys that came from wwe but they, he's he's made stars out of guys josh alexander mm-hmm. like so it's moose. moose yeah he he jumped over from tna Mm-hmm. Or from sorry, Ring of Honor to TNA, but they made him. I love Moose. I think he should be like right there, uh, you know. But now they've got Nick Aldis, mm-hmm. and you know, there's a guy they need to strap a rocket to, and they, he could be the the face of that company as well, and show the NWA what they should have been doing right. Well, the interesting thing with uh, Aldis is the fact that he's WWE bound, eventually. Um, if they're the, smart. The, well, yeah. the, well, the, the problem is the the timing of the sale. Of Endeavor. Yeah, yeah. There's it, no. They just came out that he was in conversation with them. Hiring freeze, though. It's a hiring freeze. Yeah. Right. So, I wouldn't blame him for for taking the the short term deals. Keep his name relevant, right? If you're going to have someone like Scott Demore book for you, why wouldn't you? Why not? He's going to add that much more value to you. And you got to eat. Well, not <laughs> you only know, that. You, but I mean, you got to have a job, right? Well, exactly. But not only that, it also shows what WWE may not have seen with him in NWA. That's right. right? Because he was only over, able to get over so much with the way he was being booked there. Right? Yep. So you add his genius, his skill, his acumen, his star power, 
you add that to Scott Demore and the activities that he's been operating with in Impact, that's just going to make his value when the freeze is over that much greater for WWE. Yeah. Yeah. And the WWE is going to do a a, um, a strip down of some employees. It happens with every company when you do a, a, a buy. Yep. You're going to do a, a talent purge. And also um, backstage, they're going to save money yes. to be able to have guys because you have guys right now from Endeavor and WWE doing the same jobs. Absolutely. And it's like, okay, so we're going to cut that group in half and that other group's going to work with that and you're going to handle it all. Exactly. Right. But from a talent perspective, we know that all companies yeah. have a glut of, of talent that's not being used or used correctly. That's right. And so if you're Billy Corrigan, you really need to, to give your head a shake, wake up to reality and look at... You're not even number three on the depth chart. You're at four at best, maybe five, depending on what MLW is doing. <laughs> <laughs> MLW is probably better. <laughs> like, right. I mean, you look at it. It's a little... New Japan might be further ahead, right? Uh, well, absolutely. New Japan strong? <laughs> absolutely. Okay. You know, they, they come over here. They don't have the same presence here, but they come over and they do as good a business or better than then Corgan's group like and I'm not slagging on the people in there they've got some guy some guys some guys and girls mm -hmm. in there that are very talented you know um what's her name uh Kylie uh, Kylie oh god I can't remember her name sorry brain fart uh her, her as well as Camille yep. you know on the women's side there's a there's a few on the women's side that are decent and then you've got the guys, some of the people we've mentioned on the guy's side, and they've got some guys coming up. You know, there's, that dude, there's a dude that does that ma magician gimmick. There's something there. Mm -hmm. And you, you're able to, you know, to be able to do with him. I mean, but they just don't do anything with them. No, again, it's, it's consistency. Right? I, don't I don't understand. Like, I don't understand the booking with him. It's like he's there. People are kind of into him. He's kind of face-ish face one week, heel the next. What are they? And you're like, well, what? I, I just, I mean, I, I don't know what he's booking. I was thinking about it earlier. You have every company and they have a direction. Mm -hmm. ECW had that edgy, hardcore, hardcore yep. uh, cool, you know, against the kind of thing. Against the machine. Yep. The, the NWA back in the day had the, when WWE had that more entertainment card cartoonish kind yeah, of whatever pure, pure wrestling almost. even going back to bruno and that they had a little more entertainment where you had that pure wrestling of you're gonna make it real you're gonna live your gimmick back then they all did mm -hmm. you're gonna go in there you're gonna lay that shit in you're gonna make everybody believe everybody right. you know and they had that seriousness uh backdrop of a serious sporting event mm -hmm. you know uh wwe now it's they've got that more entertainment side of things mm -hmm. they've taken back from the cartoony but they have that and you have to have that that direction you have that underground kind of like lucha underground had that raw kind of lucha that raw wrestling yeah. but with lucha mixed in so you had a, a theme and a, and a experience to it i don't know what does get from nwa i mean i've seen better groups here like i mean demand lucha i'd rather go see that than watching nwa show mm -hmm. Greektown wrestling. Greektown wrestling, you know, same same thing. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there's a, there's some good shows around here that you want to want to watch. Crystal Plant's show uh, Crossfire down in uh, St. Catharines. Right. I'd rather go see that mm -hmm. because there's a direction to what they're doing. 
That's right. You know, and, and you look at, I look at, in the, at the NWA, I'm like, did they just take a pile of crap and throw it against the wall to see what sticks? And then whatever sticks, he's not going with that? Like, I mean, I, I don't understand it. And it's not to cut into Billy Corgan, uh, you know, but it's like, I mean, I even took a chance and I wasn't trying to be cocky when Wrecking Ball didn't like that I had things say, and I'm not a troll online. I just said they need to be focusing on the stars. They need to be doing certain things. Not, you know, that guy's the shits. He's terrible. He can't goddamn work. And it's like, what do you know about work? Like, just shut up. You don't even have a job, let alone know about wrestling. So be quiet, you know, like to some of these guys, right? When they troll like that. I wasn't like that. And I said, to the, <laughs> Wrecking Ball didn't reply back to me. I but I said, hey, I have some ideas when it comes to NWA. Just things that would improve. I run my own events. I'm not just some whatever. I'm saying this because I want, I'd love to see NWA improve and succeed. That's right. And, uh, but he never got back to me. I said, I'd love to be in touch with Billy Corgan. I tried to find that guy. He could be in witness, witness protection because I can't find him <laughs> anywhere online or anywhere, anyhow, to, anyway, how to contact him. Not that I, I'm an expert or I'm whatever, but I think I had to have something that, and something fresh and different that could add to his, yeah. what he's doing because I want to see it succeed. You know, more, more companies, the better. I know a lot of guys out in Ontario, Indy, that looking for a place to work. And I could pick 20 guys off of his goddamn roster right now that they could replace in a heartbeat, you know? So it's that's the thing with him. And he's delusional, like you said, when he says, with that those quotes, and there's another quote I was going to send you. I'm like, but we can't spend that much time talking about NWA, nor do I, because it frustrates me. No. He, has, he has the golden goose. And he's choking it right now and trying to fe de feather to make dinner out of it. It's just—it's I don't understand what he's trying to do. No, he's he's bastardizing the the, the glory of NWA. We thought that uh, Dixie Carter did that when it was TNA Impact, but uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, um, Billy Corgan has taken the mantle of uh, making the NWA less than spectacular yeah and, and he can say what he wants focus. about dixie he's no better the way he's doing no, stuff right now not, not in the least like you know i mean i don't even know now who's the, the jim crockett memorial cup and that what a bastardization of that i'd be like you are not using that name if i was a crockett family not on your life but they're getting money for it are so, they oh, well, sure they're getting money if, for it. Of course if they're they getting money for it okay well i guess take it but i still i don't know if i'd let them do it but it, it, but i don't even know the teams in the in the tournament this year really it's like they throw guys together you know, I mean, I remember... It's the Vince McMahon tag team tournament. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I remember back in the day, there was a couple of teams kind of thrown together because it was 36 yeah, teams or something. More teams, but yeah. but for the most part, it was the Road Warriors, the Fantastics, Fabulous Ones, Sheep Herders. Uh, uh, it was... Um, I think it was Ronnie Garvin and uh, Dusty Rhodes mm -hmm. that were kind of thrown together. The second year, it was Nikita and Dusty, but they had been teaming. Uh, you had Tully and Arn. I mean, there was there was an, a number of teams, Rock and Roll Express, I believe, as yeah. well. I mean, these were it legit, really was the era of legit tag, teams. tag teams taken from all those other territories, right. including UWF, which wasn't even a part of the NWA at the time. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, the, the, I mean, and now I look, I'm like, I don't even know. Like, I swear to God, if Gags, the Gims, and and and, and uh, Sour and all those show up as a tag team there, I, I'm just going to throw up in my mouth a little. It'll be like, Gags, the Gimp, and Hornswoggle oh, as a tag team. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, oh, my God. I, I just can't. I just can't. <laughs> well, we'll move on from yeah. that. And um, this past weekend, we had some really great wrestling action between uh, uh, Impacts Under Siege, the... WWE's Night of Champions 
and AEW's uh, Double or Nothing pay-per-view. We had a great uh, weekend of action. Uh, solid from all companies. Yeah. No matter what uh, what your taste is, what your allegiance is, it was nice to have a weekend where you literally had nonstop action of wrestling from Friday night right through to Sunday. Oh, and even the N NXT happening also on Sunday. So, yeah. you know, there was a, a bit of everything for the, the wrestling fan on the weekend. And uh, it was interesting to see Pat McAfee talk on his podcast on May 30th about uh, claiming that the uh, Double or Nothing pay-per-view was three-quarters empty. And uh, I don't know if he's smoking what Billy Corgan's smoking <laughs> or if somebody yeah. sent him the wrong photo. But from the videos and, and pictures that I've seen of uh, people outside of AEW, oh, yeah. it was We're not... Uh, three-quarter empty remind me to send you there's a picture of the arena mm -hmm. i'll send that to you and you can put it up on the pro wrestling viewpoint page yeah. uh of the arena that's well more than <laughs> well more than uh, you know it's more like three quarters full exactly. uh there's all there's a cutoff for the what's gonna call it the entrance way and there's always spots behind the hard cam of course um be just because right and so remind me to send you that and we'll put that up on our page as well so you can take a look and I yeah. can't remember where I got it from, but I think it's on there. Well, I think this is no different than the uh, the event, the, the last WWE event that um, they had. And um, they had uh, one of the former ESPN announcers make a, a, a comment against, or make a dig at AEW's expense. And um, Oh, yeah, the boxing guy. The boxing guy. And it was like, really? You're, you're totally showing your ignorance, and I think the same thing here with it was regarding Wembley. Yeah, just yeah. it's just a shot. It's just a shot to take. We know what side Pat McAfee's on. It's 100%. like it's like stop the tribalism. You don't. You know what? My mom said if you don't have anything good to say, don't say anything at all, because you got better things to worry about. Exactly. You know, and and this is just and and a blatant lie. Yeah. Like, I mean, this is just and you see online the tribalism, and it's like, just enjoy the wrestling. If you don't like it, don't watch it. That's well, what I say. It really is <clears throat> reminiscent of the old uh, Monday Night Wars, but there's a difference in terms of the arrogance. Um, it's more the I find it's more the almost like a backyard arrogance, mm -hmm. right? Because the, you're not touching WWE. You know the, the whole comment that Chris Jericho made uh, almost two years ago now, I think, where he said they were going to overtake Monday Night Raw. They, they can't even they can't even take over SmackDown. Yeah. Right? They can't even take... Well, they took over NXT, but let's face it, NXT isn't on a regular channel and doesn't have the names that and anything is on the main roster, right? It's not the same. It's not like close. It's like It's like sending the Yankees to, to beat, beat a double-A ball club. It's the training facility. That's it, right. It always has been, right? Yeah. Uh, they just... When they had the black and gold for NXT, they caught lightning in a bottle, and mm -hmm. they did very well, right? Um, but anyways, with the, uh, the power shot from the weekend of wrestling... You see the numbers for uh, AEW's Dynamite was 923,000, I yeah. believe. Yeah. And uh, again, uh, <coughs> they had another announcement, and uh, this time it was uh, an opportunity for them to... Uh, oh, uh, hang on. It wasn't an announcement that there was going to be an announcement? Like no, this time week? there was actually a, a meet to the announcement that CM Punk will be returning as part of AEW's collision in Chicago, shocking location. In the, in the editing, can you, cue, can you cue in the music, the CM Punk music? That's right. right. Yes, okay. Yes, <laughs> I, I, have, I have more than enough money in the royalty budget to cover that. Oh, yeah. Not That's even right. close. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we saw the bump this week. 
Um, we'll see what happens next week um, because obviously they're saving Punk for the June 17th uh, event. I don't expect to see him any time before then to try and uh, get the jump out of the gate, get a good number when it, when it launches. Um, but again, it comes down to what is the program going to offer? Is it any different than um, excuse me, Dynamite? Is it any different than the Friday night um, shoot, I'm drawing blank on Rampage. That. Rampage. That was yeah. Rampage. I don't know why I was drawing a blank on that. But you know, again, it's one of those things that if you're going to be having a third wrestling show and a fourth one at some point, I think, um, you gotta be different. And and that and that's not really putting any effort into Ring of Honor. Well, yeah, right. I mean, Ring of Honor, I watch, I, I not watch, sorry, because I don't watch, you know, I said, if I don't like it, I don't watch it, mm -hmm. I don't watch NWA anymore, because mm -hmm. I don't want to waste my time, That's right. and I'll start watching New Japan Strong, and New Japan Pro Wrestling in general, mm -hmm. uh, and that's like Ring of Honor, a couple of decent workers on there, that doesn't make me want to watch it, mm -hmm. I mean, and then let's define some of this when it comes to workers. Being able to do 375,000 moves and 222 types of flips does not make you a worker. No. A worker is somebody who can elicit a response from people. You it's know, all you, about the storytelling. It, that's what it is. And being able to do stuff in that match. It's like, yep. I saw somebody do something the other day and I was like, why would you ever do that leading into a move? Like, it was a, he did a flip rolling in. I think it was a dude from Aussie Open. Or no, I can't remember. Did a flip rolling in. Mm -hmm. And then jumped up and did a leg drop. So why wouldn't you have just done a springboard <laughs> over into a leg drop? I mean, no. it's like, don't do stuff just to do stuff. It looks no. ridiculous. I mean, I know it's not... It's the Cirque du Soleil of AEW. Well, that's the thing. I mean, yes, yes, the you know the, the horses left the barn and all that, and we know that it's a work, but you don't have to make people ridiculous about it. No. You know, look stupid. It's becoming you know. a parody of itself. That's right. right. So, so that's the <coughs> thing. And but if you don't want, I mean, if you don't want to watch something, just don't watch it. That's that's the way I look at it. Yeah. I mean, and there's there's a number of shows that you can watch and a lot of good stuff out there. Everybody has their thing. So be it. I'm not gonna slag you. If you like NWA and you want to watch it, by all means. Mm -hmm. If you like MLW, if you like GCW or New Japan Strong, whatever your thing is, you you like your thing is watching uh, Pro Wrestling Noah. By all means. Yeah. Well, you have that that production quality that you like or you enjoy for a show and for me it's always been WWE it's funny I was on uh, YouTube uh, for dinner time and I happened to see a WWE all-star wrestling from 1990 and obviously it's American based uh, at the time because you see the, the old glory in the background and whatnot oh all-American wrestling was it was yes it? Well, I think American the, wrestling. the flag goes through and yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like well we didn't have that up here we had cavalcade and we had Maple Leaf wrestling and we had uh, superstars yeah. Right. I'd never seen this opening for this for this show. Right. And so I'm self-admitted. I am a, a true WWE guy. I always have been. Yeah. Um, I've dabbled in WCW. I dabbled in ECW, and I've dabbled in uh, Lucha Underground and a couple of these other ones. Never really got into the, the New Japan or anything from over there. Uh, but again, it's just the the style. And for me, at the time, it, a lot of it was because there really was no English. Trans there wasn't anything in there unless That's you wanted right. to read the screen. Yeah, and I didn't watch <clears throat> wrestling to watch the screen to see what the commentators were saying. Yeah. Right? For me, I love the emotion. I love the, the story that's being told by the announcers, yeah. by the people in the ring, 
right so it's a whole combination and so i I just could never get into that style i would watch some of it like especially the um new japan pro wrestling the super j Mm -hmm. i could get by with that just because watching a lot of those guys i was a smaller guy and I mean, that's if I was going to go anywhere, that's where I want. People are like, I want to go to the WWE. I'm like, I want to go to New Japan and wrestle in the Super J, you know? And I'd watch some of that All Japan stuff because, my God, some of the crazy stuff they did dropping each other on their heads. I'm like, the hell is that? Like, beating the hell out of each other, right? Yeah. And then Noah, when the Pillars actually left, except for Kawada, who did make appearances, when he went over there with Misawa, Kawada, Teo. Or no, Teo stayed as well, I believe. He went back and forth. But you had those guys over there, and a lot of the the roster left with them mm-hmm. you know and so it was, it was kind of interesting because there was that no-no thing where Noah was letting guys from other companies come in and work uh, so it was kind of interesting just to see because yeah ha- i had to see it yeah. because i was like oh my god they're having you know versus whoever you know uh mood um what's his name came in from he was he was actually the champion of all japan and uh and new japan at mm-hmm. one time and came in god and i can see him and I can't remember his name. He was MLW champ too, back, 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 back in the day. Oh, okay. But stuff like that, but it was different. It was interesting because you had to see it because it's like, well, how's this going to work out? Because Japan always had awesome matches, but this was a whole other level because it was actually Japanese guys. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, it was uh, another uh, interesting fact this week was uh, Tony Schiavone was interviewed and talking about his, uh, his deal ending with AEW in uh, April 2024 and said he has uh, no interest in joining WWE after his deal expired and I'm sitting there going no shit nobody wants you back in WWE when you were here the first time you sucked and I, as far as I'm concerned you suck now you always did even when you were WCW I have no time for this guy I didn't mind him I mean but he had other people to back him up and uh, you know I mean taking Jim Ross off the uh, off the announce table mm-hmm. for Dynamite I hope they stick him over on Collision then. Have him be the voice of Collision. But, uh, you know, and and it's like, I mean, Shivani there, I mean, he was more of an interviewer. He didn't do much whatever. Now he's doing commentary and that as well. I mean, I don't hate him. I don't love him. I don't go. And and when he does commentating, it, I don't know why, but it always bugs me. He's in there with the mic out. Next thing you know, the guys grab the mic and, and talk. So why didn't you just give him a mic to walk down and do the do the, do the do the spot do the promo because there's no use in having tony there then no because you got to have that guy to ask questions to to get something out of him otherwise it means nothing like renee paquette i like what she does Mm -hmm. and i love you know what else i love i love that she goes okay guys back to you instead of looking at them longingly as i walk away like i think i mentioned last week it's the old style interview and i like that i loved renee i liked her back when she was on is it Sportsnet doing that right after wrestling and with more Ronaldo on that, I loved her doing that. She has that passion, that love for on wrestling. And yeah, on the score, right? Mm-hmm. And then when she was on, um, she went to WWE. Mm-hmm. I liked what she did there. Even when she did tried commentary, she never did it before. Mm-hmm. She did pretty well. And people tried to slag. It's like, just shut up. She's doing well. And now she's over there, and I think she's doing a really great job. And then she does. She has the uh, podcast, and she does some, some of that stuff. They took what, I think, Aubrey... Edwards is off the podcast and she's in. So it's good because, I mean, she's a journalist. It'll be interesting to see what happens because I I saw a number of people's names and she was one of them that was listed as a possible commentator for the collision program. Oh, nice. Yeah. So it'll be very interesting to see how they they move forward with that because, as I said before, there's tons of talent there. It's just whether or not you have them in the right spot 
to do the, the job that's going to entertain the fans. It's going to tell the story and convey the story in a way that the fans will be consistently involved and be invested. Yeah, that's right. Because if they're not going to be investing... Well, look at the bloodline. True investment of the fans. And people can go, Roman Reigns sucks. He can't work, really? Because he's kept him in that bloodline angle and his matches have kept you intrigued for what, now a year? Well over. <laughs> over here. Well over. So. And, and now we're, we're looking at another phase of that, right? Yeah. So it'll be very interesting to see what happens next. Spe- speaking of commentators, uh, commentating and commentators and stuff for Collision... More Ronaldo's out there, and he doesn't have a contract. He does the Bellator shows, I believe. That's it. Maybe mm. some boxing. Yeah, he would be a guy. You know, he'd be I mean, he'd I mean, be a great addition. I know he had he has mental issues, but I don't know if it's the the pressure of working under Vince McMahon that that drew, drove him out of the WWE. I think maybe, or if there's just something about um, the amount of commentating being done on a wrestling show versus a boxing show. I don't know. Right? Well, I've that's never, the I've thing. Never watched a boxing uh, event end to end, right? Yeah. So I don't know if they have the same amount of talking. Well, he does like the MMA stuff too, right? Yeah. So it's basically like that because he's doing, okay. you know, it, it, so it's pretty similar, I think. I just think it was that very. Vince in the air. Very um, yeah. aggressive kind of micro. Yeah, where <clears throat> he knows what he's doing and yeah. you can you give him the bullet points and what you want to hit on. He'll, he's a pro. I mean, he made, damn it, he made the Bell, Bellator shows watchable back, you know what I mean? Like, because I mean, Bellator sometimes drags on. So, but you know, I think he'd be a guy that could do it. But I mean, we've mentioned it before, though, they have to separate the brands. Yeah. Separate the brands at this point. And I think we mentioned it in one of our first podcasts. And I'd, I think I had said, perfect opportunity for WWE to recreate the territories, mm-hmm. you know, because they've got so much talent. They've got the, they got the NXT down in Florida. Florida. So having NXT or whatever, like they, they're trying to do that with the UK, but they could have a couple of different groups and kind of almost rebuild territories like that. But Tony, he's got enough talent. You could you could almost do something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But. And speaking of talent, we've got our talent all, almost all lined up or all lined up now for Canada Pretty Day. Pretty much it, yeah. we got IPW coming back to Brantford Canada Day festivities on July 1st at the Steve Brown Complex, the Ball Diamonds at 21 Edge Street Yes, in Brantford, Ontario, with uh, events happening at 1, 3, and 5 p.m. The 5 p.m. will be a championship match between IPW Grand Champion Tomer Shalom. I'm sure he will be seconded by one Igor Sanonovic. And he will be t- a, taking on the challenge of one Mr. John John Tavius. Yes, it'll be a good match. I mean, a good um, mix of styles. Absolutely. It, it'll be, you know, both of these guys are tremendous. I mean, uh, John Tavius was online asking, who does he remind you of? He reminds me of like a steamboat, Ricky Steamboat, almost, with his style, with the way, way he does things and his, you know... Um, He's got a little, so. little more charisma, like different kind of charisma, but he's got that charisma. You well, know? when we did the show in Aberfoyle, the fans went nuts around him. And that's what I picture. I picture him being mauled by the fans. Uh, so Ricky Steamboat being mauled by the fans when he won the Intercontinental title from Randy Savage. Yeah. I see that same type of atmosphere around John TV. Yeah. And that was his first show with us. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was good. He's got that it factor, right? 
Absolutely. <clears throat> you know. Uh, so, uh, I mean, it's going to be good. Uh, keep checking out the IPW Independent Pro Wrestling Facebook page and independentprowrestling.ca for information about the, what's coming up. We're also on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, talent announcements, special things we have going on. Uh, we do have a meet and greet before the show. So from, starting from at noon on Canada Day. Noon till about ten to quarter two, mm -hmm. and uh, and then we're gonna uh, we'll have more announced. So we'll have much more announcements coming out on the socials on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, we'll make sure that we have the videos out there as well on the, the uh, excuse me on Facebook. We'll make sure that we have uh, things tagged up there. If you're a amusement ride fan. They have the uh, uh, the bracelets yes. are on sale right now for thirty five dollars. You save yourself ten bucks because it's forty five days yeah. of the show. And that's all day. So I got uh, two for use. the boys, so they'll be able to have fun in between the matches. And uh, you know, Canada Cup yeah. six. God knows I better get one for Connor because so. <laughs> <laughs> he'll be coming up and he'll save me the ten bucks. <laughs> that's right. Um, but yeah, and I wanted to touch on collision in Chicago. We'd mentioned with mm -hmm. Punk coming back. So I actually called the United Center today. Oh, that's right. I was curious. My, as I said, my car was broken, so I wasn't at work. And I, so I'm like, I'm going to call them. Have they opened up new seats? Talked to two people there that did not have a clue. I said, did AEW? I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. I'm not asking you what they're doing. Of course you don't know what they're doing. Are they opening more seats? And about a half hour after that, I get a response saying that, they, well, they started out with eight thousand set up for eight thousand six hundred and ninety eight seats. Mm -hmm. They had sold um, seven thousand four hundred and twenty eight seats with one thousand two hundred and seventy seats available last night before they had the announcement of CM Punk. And so then today, or just before today and before we 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 opened up here, mm -hmm. uh, we had. They'd expanded it. Yeah. Um, 10,233 seats set up. They have distributed 7,684 seats. Yeah. And they have 2,549 seats available. They sold 1,000 tickets since last night. Yeah. There, there's definitely something to be said about the, the CM Punk uh, impact, right? And that's why they're holding them off. And But whether or not you're going to see that same bump when Collision comes to Hamilton, Ontario at the end of August. Yeah. Or sorry, the end of uh, April, um, July. July. It will be interesting. Is it just no, no. June. End June, of June. End sorry. Of June, yeah. Right, right after the uh, <clears throat> Forbidden Door in Toronto. Yeah. But, um, you know, there's one thing to be said about being in his hometown of Chicago. There's something else about being in Hamilton, Ontario with a really new touring. AEW, right? So it, we didn't see if there's much of a bump in Hamilton's numbers since it was announced last night, right? It, well, that's what I was going to look at, and I'm going to go on WrestleTix to see on Twitter. Uh, but, you know, this is the thing last night they announced it. They were saying there was some booing, a lot of yays, and mm -hmm. I saw a lot of CM Punk t shirts. But you've now created a negative aura because your EVPs. Or passive aggressive, yeah, whiny babies, jerks. Yes, I cleaned it up. Did you see, how, <laughs> see how I did that, so you yeah. didn't have to beep that out. There you go. Uh, 
you've created a negative aura about the show. And nobody wants to go to a wrestling show that has a negative aura to it. No. You know, um, nobody wants to see that. And they've created that. This is why the original All In and the last however many years, three years of up until the incident with Punk, <clears throat> people loved AEW because it was the alternative. It was a positive environment. Mm -hmm. It was fun. It was exciting. It was, and then look what they did. And people can blame Punk. It wasn't Punk that walked and walked and kicked in the EVPs' doors. That's right. They could have left it and dealt with it in a professional manner. This is it's called pro wrestling, right? It's I look, supposed right? to be. It's, it's called supposed the to be pro wrestling business, right? Yes. So why would you ever do that? If you have an, especially in that, they've got a corporate structure. You have an HR group. Mm -hmm. You know, you have a talent relations guy and Christopher Daniels. You have an issue, go see Christopher Daniels. They'll go see the lawyer and Tony Khan, and then they'll sit down with Punk, and Punk will sit down with the EVPs. EVPs will cry. Punk will say, well, listen, I'm tired of your shit, and we'll go from there, and we leave it at that. And then, and then you know, one of the Jackson boys don't have to get beat up. Somebody doesn't have to throw a chair at Kenny Omega. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, half of, you know, it's like, yeah, maybe, you know, they say you shouldn't have reacted that way. Mm -hmm. But you can't create that negative aura yeah. about a show and expect these shows to sell out. Well, exactly. If this had been two years ago, all those shows would have been sold out. Look, at the end of the day, when when you look at AEW and, and the way they do their bookings and that, and this is the one thing I'm going to say before we end, is that when you have to do a super kick that explodes in a wrestler's face oh, good to job. get a reaction, you have used your moves in too much. Right? Yeah. We, we talk about the, the Cirque du Soleil with the, the super kicks and all that. But the day that you actually have fireworks in your shoe to do a kick, I don't care who you are, there is no upside to having fireworks that close to somebody's head, right? Yeah, it's got a great look to it, but I'm sorry, I don't get paid enough in that <laughs> ring would not take to take that. Because we've seen what happens with fireworks at the entrance ramps, Yeah. right? Was it the, or the the the, uh, the dry ice on the skin? Yeah. Right. Whatever happens to be, there's too much risk. Or remember WrestleMania a couple of years ago? Mm -hmm. Fireworks went and hit the fans. That's right. What if that somehow went astray and hit a fan? Exactly. I mean, I don't know. Like it was cool. It was cool to be like, oh, look at that, the surprise. But no. Let's just do it for the sake of doing it. I don't know about you. If it's supposed to be that bad, and you kick somebody in the head with an explosion, that guy should be down. That's it. That's the end of the match. It should be. But. I digress. So before we go, let's hit on some of the shows that we've got coming up again Absolutely. when it comes to Ontario. Um, darn, I forgot to look up LaPlante's show and other shows. But I'm going to say again, we've got Demand Lucha coming up at June 8th in Toronto, June 9th in Hamilton, June 10th in London, and June 11th in Waterloo. And they've got some names on the card uh, with um, that will also be on Fight TV. And then you have Demand Lucha which they've got uh, Vikingo and um, Brian Cage is going to be there. And that is June 29th in Toronto. So if you were in the Ontario area, check it out. On Fight TV, check out um, Greektown Wrestling. And uh, they got uh, Masato Tanaka on, on that show. And check that out. So declare your independence and check out some independent pro wrestling. You've been listening to Pro Wrestling Viewpoint with Mike Shea.